0: Welcome to the View in Your Mirror podcast. We are your hosts, Lisa Rubin and Katie Harms. From new moves to tried and true strategies, we'll dissect the ways in which clothing and a little organization can and does affect your daily life. Come along as we hope to inspire, engage, and shape your rituals, as well as your shapewear. Aye, 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 aye Lisa Rubin.
1: <laughs> yes, Katie Harms. <laughs>
0: I feel like here we are doing a fantastic podcast today with somebody that I've admired for a long time because you know I'm a bit of a sports nut. Yes, you are. So we got Marnie
1: Gellner and I just love her. I just think she's terrific. I'm excited to have her as a guest. I don't know her like you know her, but I'm really excited to have her as a guest. You know,
0: I don't know her other than knowing her through people and watching her on sports. So I've never met Marnie in person, so this will be a first for me too. But truly, I admire what she's accomplished and I think it'll be fantastic to hear kind of how she organizes herself and talking about organizing ourselves. We have been through it. We've been through part of the holidays the start of the holidays really and I feel like we have both been going in a million different directions you've helped move a person you've got you've been going and coming and I feel like we haven't connected we haven't connected
1: like we have in the past <laughs> <laughs> but we're both busy you're right and I have gotten very busy helping clients right now you have and you got- I am back to probably pre-covid in terms of my clients Asking me a lot of questions. I told someone the other day that I feel like I'm more of a therapist than I am a wardrobe consultant, and I'm not qualified for some of the questions they're asking me, but I do my best.
0: I think it's interesting too, because when you go into people's very personal spaces, which for both of us, closet spaces, when you're talking about how homes are being used, how you're living your life, I think that becomes very intimate. And so I think people feel very comfortable sharing things with you or asking questions that we are not qualified to necessarily (laughs) answer, other than to be a listening ear.
1: I think sometimes that's a lot of it too. Yeah, but they don't want me just to be a listening ear, because they think that I have the answers. And so many people say, Lisa, you're so honest. So I know if you're going to ask a I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to get an honest answer back and I've had so many years of experiences. It's not like I'm seeing anything really new, right? Right. It keeps coming back, coming around except for the whole COVID thing. That's new for that everybody. Was definitely, and new unless you were not, alive in 1918. <laughs> right. And it is not gone. It's not going Ooh. away and people are going to have to learn how to navigate it for their work and their life.
0: Yeah. When you and I talk, we have very real and honest conversations. We are kind of who we are. We're not kind of who we are. We are who we are. And I think a lot of times as people are starting out in their career, they're thinking they have to have a persona to get to where they want to get to. And I think we're seeing a lot of that drop off because of COVID. I think we're seeing a lot of people being more their, their real, authentic, genuine selves and letting themselves be known more as we navigate through this. Does that make sense?
1: It, it makes sense, but you did kind of nail something that I'm talking to a lot of my clients about, is when you say that, how do we present ourselves? But how we physically present ourselves and how we look in our clothes is something that I think people have forgotten how to do, and it's very important that they bring it back. I had a new client who I was talking by zoom because i do people all over the world country and she's like lisa can you help me i need to get back into my chic mode and i have no idea i've lost it completely and i get that over and over and over again because i think people finally find what their brand's going to be in their clothing and then they start rocking it right and then COVID hit they haven't been wearing those clothes and now they're going to start wearing those clothes and they Forgot how to do it, and, and it so feels different. It it feels different, but yet it feels the same because, like I told you, I called you uh, about a week ago. All women think about the exact same thing when they're getting ready. They might all wear different clothes. They might like different colors. They might they're different shapes and sizes, but they all don't like their pants to be tight. They don't like this. They don't like that about their clothes. Is this is this an
0: internal dialogue somebody has with themselves without even really noticing it, without even really paying it's attention to it? Because it's subconsciously ingrained in ourselves, right. just based on what we're supposed to be, our, how our we're life supposed lessons, to look, everything. our life lessons, what we feel comfortable in. Interestingly enough, I will see someone in an adorable outfit. It could be a sweatshirt and a pair of sweatpants and a cute pair of tennis shoes. And I'll think, that is so adorable. And I'll try to replicate that. And I feel like I look like a gunny sack, do you know? (laughs) So it goes back to that finding what really works for you. But it's interesting when you talk about that subconscious, because my guess would be there's a lot of people who maybe spend 30 seconds in that subconscious space, and there's others that spend longer.
1: Yes, you're absolutely right. But we all have it. We all have that space. We all subconsciously, when we get up, get dressed in the morning, no matter what we're doing with our day, we go through a routine in our head. And so when I'm helping somebody, I'm actually helping them either get rid of that routine, start a new routine, or... Or add something to that routine. Or
0: understand. Or understand that routine. In order to determine whether it's a good routine or a bad routine. Right.
1: A lot of the times when I get to somebody and they think that everything is bad and they hate their clothes and they hate their body and they hate their hair and they hate everything. And then I come to them and I start showing them, I love this, or how about this, or how about that? You can see something happen in their facial expressions, and they start calming down a little bit because they're seeing something in a different way. We all have our own recording. That's right. So I'm just changing the recording, Katie. That's right. And likewise, when I walk into someone's space, especially existing,
0: sometimes they have great spaces to work with. They just need to view it a little bit differently. Same thing. It is the same exact thing. I I had the Absolute pleasure to help a friend redo their closet in their new home. The closet was marginally well done. (laughs) Somebody had given a lot of thought to it and built it, I would say, maybe someone with a little bit of handyman skills to put this closet together. So it had drawers in it, had hanging above the drawers. Well, the drawers were maybe 14 inches deep, and when your clothes hang on a hanger, they hang out about 22 inches. So And can you imagine the top drawer? You open that drawer and it didn't have full extension drawer glides. So the drawer opened about 10 inches. So the drawer opened about to 24 inches. The clothes are hanging to 22 inches. So you're pushing your clothes out of the way to get into that top drawer. Now, the people that had sold the house to this wonderful young couple were tiny people. So they had their double hanging rods set at oh, maybe 36 inches and 72 inches, which which might work for a pair of your pants, but even still. And the people buying the house were six feet and six feet three. (laughs) So we ended up readjusting rods and readjusting shelves. And we turned some angled shoe shelves into straight shelves for folded because they don't keep their shoes in their closet. They keep that in the mudroom. We spent not one dime on material and we redid this entire closet to function perfectly for them. So a lot of times it's looking at it with a fresh eye and that has to do with decorating. It has to do with things you don't even think about because you just see them exactly like you say in the subconscious of what you go through on your day to day basis. It could be the placement of something in your closet to get you to use
1: it more. Exactly. I, absolutely. I mean that's what I do. We do the same thing. <laughs> we do. Just it's just the materials we use. I are deal a bit with different. people.
0: <laughs> you deal with spaces. So. You deal with clothing. I deal with spaces. Right. We both got well, the people. I, element. I deal with, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. We definitely have the people element. Again, thanks to that closet that brought us together. That's true. Well, let's say hello to Marnie Gellner. We are excited to have you. Thank you for being with us. We can't wait to turn the mic on you, Marnie Gellner. Good morning. <laughs> we are happy to have you here. I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to talk
2: something other than sports or basketball, unless you're going to throw in a in a Timberwolves question in, in the middle, because we are playing really well right now, so I'm happy to answer it. But I rarely <laughs> talk about things other than sports on podcasts, so this is a nice change of pace.
0: Well, it's nice we could finally make this happen.
2: Yeah, schedules are tough.
0: Schedules are tough, and you have a few irons in the fire. I would say I'm busy. Yeah, I'm busy.
2: <laughs> it beats the alternative, but yes, it's, it's it does. It's thick.
0: I, I'm going to refrain from trying to ask any sports related questions because oh, okay. I am a big sports person. But when we get into the podcast realm, I'm pretty good. Do I really bring it up much?
1: No, you don't, because I can't help you out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> You are on
2: your own. That's
0: true. I will talk anything gophers with you. Okay. And I will just say it was the greatest experience I've, I've had ever at a football game. Went onto the field after Minnesota won the apps. Oh, did you? I saw I saw several videos. It looked incredible. I've never experienced anything like it. So that's all we're going to talk about sports. Oh, okay. I'm happy and, for you. And go gophers. And, and I'll tell you what, eventually that's going to become commonplace, just like the Timberwolves winning and being above 500 continually is going to become commonplace. I hope you are speaking that out into the universe to become truth. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about that, though, because that really does tie into your job. Not so much even the sports related, but Lisa and I were talking about women in male-dominated industries, right? Mm -hmm. And what were we talking about? That Marnie is a lot more visual. You you have a lot more, you're more out there than most. Well, I work on
2: TV. so Correct. for starters, that is a visual.
0: Right. And I do some radio work on KFN.
2: So that's kind of out there.
0: How do you, especially say when your team's not doing very well, how do you keep that enthusiasm going?
2: Well, it helps that we essentially work for the team. We are, all of us at Ballet Sports North, we are called team partners. So unlike someone who writes for the Star Tribune or whatever and has to be unbiased and write that painful article and ask those hard questions and tell this ugly truth, we are like, look over here, look over here. (laughs) But here's something we did well in this game. And that's not, you know, us trying to be like, oh, you can't handle it and you won't tell people the truth. And we will acknowledge And then we will try to find the bright spots because we are the team partner. So we are always trying to spin things in the positive direction, which works really well for my personality because I hate conflict and I hate controversy and I will not ask the hard question. So I'm in a perfect spot avoidance
0: <laughs> That's not going to be your word, Marnie. We're not going to oh, we're not going to give you that for your word. Shoot. No, I feel like I feel like you have way more positive things going on than avoidance. How does that translate into your home life? Always looking at the positive, not liking the conflict.
2: I it's always been who I am. Like I do not like drama. It makes me anxious and uncomfortable and like my waters in my life have to be smooth. That doesn't mean I never encounter it. It just means I want to deal with it and fix it and move on. I don't like piddly little fights or, you know, whether it's something that, my husband is doing that's bugging me or this contractor is not fulfilling his side and we have a project like it I need to get past that I just I don't like it in my life so I am a very I think I'm a really low maintenance person and I'm not saying that to be braggy I'm just saying it like it's got to be smooth you get what you see. I think so. Right? Yeah. And and my husband, his name is Matt. He's the same type of personality. Like, we're pretty low key, very easy going. Oh, you want to change this? You want to meet here instead of there? Okay. You wanna make a shift or a like, yeah, we're good with it. Whatever. Go with the flow. Keep it all smooth. It just ah, just the air is clean, everything's fresh. I'm breathing easy. That's where I like to live in life. And work and mom and everything, are your kids like that? They're for the most part, yes, we're really blessed that does they I mean they have their issues, but so we have a boy and a girl and they're thirteen and eleven, and especially like the eleven year old with the girls, there will be like, oh, can you believe she said that and uh, and I mean, you know, I bring it out into the open a lot, like this is drama, and let's just look at it what we're talking about here. And then I'll put it into my life and I'll say, do you think I, like my neighbor Erica, I'll think, would I ever go to Erica and be like, I can't believe Julie will not, you know, and I'll relay (laughs) the situation and say, here are a couple 45-year-old women. Would we ever say that or talk like that? And then it kind of makes it, puts it in like this context of, that really is ridiculous. And that's what I want her to see. But then I think about my 11-year-old self. I don't know if I could have ever wrapped my mind around that, but I am trying to raise them to be non-dramatic. And just easy, like life is is better when you're just when things are in place. That's why I have them make their beds every day. That's I'm not a our, my house is it's kind of put together, but it's lived in. So I'm not this crazy like everything in a place all the time. I don't want to give that impression, but like little things like like I'll, Finley won't. She's not a very good bed maker, and sometimes I'll straighten and I'll be like, doesn't that feel better? Because I want her to associate the feeling of my bed is made so now i'm put together and i don't know if i'm getting there but i am conscious of it
1: just keep doing it trust me it it, it as they become adults i have adult children now they will have that recording in their head
0: really mm-hmm. okay. it's so interesting marnie because this is one of the things that i was thinking as we talked about what you know what do we want to hit on for topics and i've had so many people say to me how do you get your kids to get organized and you're modeling it and mm-hmm. you are it's surprising how they will pick it up by just watching you do it and by just having those conversations of why it's important or why it makes sense for you. And you're talking function. You're talking about a functional house. So it might not always be put together, but used and lived in and comfortable and works for you and functional. I think the
2: the why is the big one because I don't want to be the mom's always nagging on me to put my dishes away. Now, I, no, mom is trying to get you to put your dishes away so that when you go to grandma's house, that you're also putting your dishes away. You're not leaving it. It's not somebody else's problem. Just clean up after yourself. And then when you be, go to college and you have a roommate, you're actually being courteous to the other person. Like it's all tied together. There's a reason for it.
1: I hope that message is coming across.
2: Or if someday it will...
1: It 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 will. It will click. I've seen it with my own kids. And you're also talking efficiencies,
0: right? Yeah. You're talking about the efficiency of how you do things. Interestingly, as we were talking when we were coming in, we were talking about our internal dialogue with ourselves when we get up in
1: the morning, which includes what you're going to wear. It goes beyond that, right? Well, I, what I talked about is the fact that Everybody in the morning, no matter what they're doing for their day, whatever their day looks like, everyone's days obviously look different. You're, you might be having five things that you're going to do in a day. You have this subconscious recording that goes so that when you're doing it, you're making choices on what you're going to put on, how you're going to wear your hair, mm-hmm. your makeup. Mm-hmm. You know, do you need to get your nails done because you're going to be on air? What color are? You, I they're very nice. They're
2: always gray or taupe. It's very or nice. something practical. <laughs>
1: yes. No, that that's a little got a little
0: trend a, to it. It's got a little bit of purple to it. It's a little mm-hmm. grayish. Mm-hmm. A little purple. Well, mm-hmm. The lighting.
1: Okay. But, but Marnie's you- showing her nails, by the way. <laughs> but you do go Fingernails, through a process not the process that gets you to that point.
2: Uh, yes. I wake up and my first thought is, what day is it? Because I don't work on a Monday through Friday, so my days can all feel the same and a Sunday can feel like a Wednesday just as easily because if I have a game... My routine is the same. So I think, what day is it? And then I'm like, oh, where do I have to be and what do I have to do? I don't think, what do I have to wear until I get into my closet? But I, that's consciously. I've never thought about subconsciously. Like, how did I get dressed today? I wanted to look kind of nice. But <laughs> because I was meeting new people and I was going somewhere kind of professional, but there was no way in Bleep I was putting on like... Nice pants or jeans, or like a, a blouse that I'm gonna f- fidget with. So I'm wearing joggers, but they're they're nice joggers. I, I mean, you look fantastic. But you just a said something. but yep. a, like yep. a tech, a tailored, like fitted.
1: Right. But you I'm just said something. You're not gonna put a blouse on that you're gonna fidget with. That is a subconscious recording because I will bet that if you know you're going to be on air, you're also thinking about do I want to wear this blouse because I might fidget with it and I can't fidget with it yeah. when I'm on air. I so hate that's exactly yes. Well, good because I hate when my clients have to fidget too. So, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay.
2: That ties into, I've had this discussion because one of our camera operators in the studio is a pretty good, has a pretty good eye. And I have a a blouse that I wore last week that has a tie at the neck, but it's a loose one. And I was like, what am I doing with this? Does this need to be tight to my neck? Does it need to be droopy? (laughs) Now, Now I'm talking about my blouse and I hate when I am now conscious about what I'm wearing and is it off the shoulder? Do I pull it up? Like, it's not fidgeting. Like I'm on camera pulling at it. It's, Am I wearing it right in the first place? And I hate that. And we ended up taking the strings, tucking them underneath both bra straps, and just getting rid of them. And I went home, and I cut those sons of bees off. (laughs) And now my blouse does not have the strings because I didn't know where to put them.
1: And here's the interesting thing is that's good that you did that because if you didn't do that and you would have left it, your body language and how you sat while you were on air would have been very different. Yeah, I would have been thinking about it the whole time. The whole time. Yes. Yeah. That's you exactly know me what so I so
2: well, Lisa. You do. It's <laughs> no, true. but that's
1: what I teach and train and I mean that's it's what we tr- talk you're about. 100% right. Uh-huh. Yes. It, that is and that
0: really I don't know if there's a better That's a good commercial. example. commercial for what you do and why women need it. Because it's not about, I think sometimes when people think about wardrobe consulting or something like that, they're thinking, oh my God, I don't wanna put the time into having to think about that. And what you're doing is you're efficiently taking and looking at it on the front end and making your plans and having all those conversations so that the rest of your day, you don't mm-hmm. think about it. Yeah, that
1: that's my goal is my clients don't ever have to think about what they're gonna wear because everything in their closet works.
2: Okay, that is where I have a huge lack. And I had this conversation with my husband last night, and I am not kidding you. Because um, I was had I don't remember what shirt or whatever, and I was looking at something. And I'm like, Do you know what I have in my closet? I have so many get me over curveballs. That is a baseball <laughs> That's term a good one. for a pitcher. It's not a great pitch. But he, it'll be a he can make it a strike. So I have these shirts that if I'm in the studio, I'll wear because no one's really gonna see me. It's different. I pick my wardrobe. If I'm at Target Center, you know there could be 10,000 people there. They're not all gonna see me, but I choose my nicer outfits for home games. Then if I'm in the studio for a road game, I choose my get-me-over-curveball shirts because I know, well, if I put a chip clip in the back and it's it's way too short, but I'm sitting behind the desk so you'll never see it. And I, what I really want to do is burn all of those clothes, but I hate shopping so much that I'm not willing to put the work in to buy the new ones so I keep my get-me-over-curveball shirts. And then I mix them in. I just wore one. Do not go back and look at the Wolves pregame and (laughs) postgame from Saturday night because I wore a Get Me Over Curve. It's got like a couple of really big snags in the sleeve, but if you turn the sleeve the right way, you can't see them. So I'd never wear it in person, but I'd wear it in the studio. And I that sucker is probably six years old, and I maybe wear it once a year, and I keep it.
1: And when you're wearing it, you probably think about that.
2: I think I don't look my best. You see? So, but I a, hate shopping and I don't have an eye for it and I don't have a great body for the fit. And I bet a ton of women say that.
1: Yes. But I don't help anyone that likes to shop. And that's here's, true. A little, that, that's here's a little great se- point. Here's a little secret that I don't tell. Uh, well, now I'm telling it on my podcast, but. Um, our podcast. Oh, you listen, you guys (laughs) guys work this out. I, 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 I I hate to shop. What? I hate to shop. But when I shop, it's work for me. And it's very efficient. And I'm very practical. So when I'm looking at a garment for somebody, I'm looking at it in a very different way than you would be looking at it if you went shopping. Okay. So when I talk to people about their wardrobe and their clothes. I always want to get in their closet first because that tells the story of who you are and what you like and what you don't like. And then I do my work after that. And well, can I interject though? Even before you get in their closet, don't you give them homework? Oh, I
0: give them so, homework. So that- those shirt, ball
1: shirts would be they gone. would be gone. I wouldn't even see them with my homework assignment.
2: I have my closet. Then when you came to my closet, it would be half full, which actually probably needs to be half full so, cuz right now I have quantity over quality, and I really would like quality over quantity. That's
1: what I teach and train. I would rather have you have 10 things in your closet than 20 things in your closet.
2: The only problem with, in my business, is Mm -hmm. being on TV, Mm -hmm. I do have to... We work that out. Do we work that out? Yes,
1: we do work that out. I do have to change it up. You do have to change it up. But there's there's no rule. There's ways you can change it up that you probably haven't even thought about.
2: I would... Not doubt that one bit. Of and I,
1: I know I was looking at your Instagram. I follow you on Instagram. And you do like color.
2: I do. You know what? It reads really well on TV. Yes. So, and, and with my complexion and hair color, I can pull off a lot of colors.
1: And then you just have to be careful about the colors because if you, let's say, like green, you don't want to keep wearing a right. oh, bunch yeah. of different right. green things because right. for people, they'll think, oh, she's wearing that green again. <laughs> so you, you have to be conscious yeah. of that, mm-hmm. too.
0: Now, wh- I also... I follow you on Twitter, and now I follow you on. Instagram. I thought I was following you on Instagram. It doesn't matter. There's similarities that come to both, right? Oh yeah, for I sure. absolutely crack me up when you show up and somebody's wearing something similar, and that's <laughs> happened to you a number of times. And you just crack me. Yeah, up as our on. mutual
2: friend Jim Peterson can attest, because one of his all-time favorite photos is when we were on the road in LA a handful of years ago, and I dressed exactly like the security guards at Staples Center. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all over. They stand on the court during every timeout. Red blouse, black pants and Marnes was wearing a red blouse and black pants and standing on the court to do my little TV hit. You think TV that hit. was
1: subconscious?
2: No, I didn't I don't think I knew that that's – because I'm mean, in L.A. I don't know what the security guards wear. Oh,
1: but I thought maybe you had done it before in L.A. So. No, no,
2: no. I, uh, I that did That was it your once. first time. That was one and only. As a matter of fact, we were just in L.A. a few weeks ago, and Jim Pete said the same thing to me. He's like, why didn't you wear that red blouse? And I'm like, <laughs> that's why. All these security guards are – and we had a laugh. And it happened in Dallas once. It has happened multiple times with the dance team. Like, whether it's a kid's team doing a pregame show or, like, the ladies dance, I'd be wearing, like, a turquoise blouse, and they come out in turquoise outfits, and you can usually see what's on the court behind me when I'm doing an on-camera hit. (laughs) So it only adds to the drama of it that you can see them behind me, and I just have a knack for it, and uh, it's a gift question mark? I don't know. (laughs) The security guards was a real, real low, that's but a good, um, that, that's a you can't have fun with it, so I stood on the court during a timeout, just like they did, arms down, <laughs> like by your waist, crossed over the stern look on your face, and I stood there. Did you see the photo, Katie? Is that where you, yeah, so it's one of Jim Pete's favorite photos. You can see like 12 security guards on the court of Staples Center in LA during a timeout, and then me, you. dressed, yeah, you know, looking like I'm working.
1: Securing. Oh, that's a great story.
2: That's
0: fantastic if you uh, and you do you occasionally work with leah b
1: yes
0: yes oh yeah because you guys skin. have done love it leah you guys mm-hmm. have done it before been similarly colored mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. in the clothes you're wearing yeah <laughs> not in your skin tone uh, right? yeah no that's not definitely not <laughs> or but nothing we, i mean i love yeah, it we, you and you mm-hmm. and leah b are about like lisa and i she with her six foot something and you yes. your five foot something.
2: Yes. <laughs> we used to work with the same agency like that would book us for voiceover events or something like that. And she would have an on-camera part and I'd be like, How'd you get that? And I oh I was interested. And she'd be like, If I ever get a part that you should have had, or you ever get a part that I should have had, she's like, Something's way wrong. Because are they, <laughs> you looking for this tall, thin six foot black woman, or are you looking for this short and squatty five foot four white lady? Like <laughs> Well, We're the opposite, but she is one of my dearest friends. She's, she's a beautiful human incredible. being. Yes. She
0: absolutely is, and I can see why you guys are friends. How
2: do you guys know all the people I know? I well, only met
0: you today. Leah B. is. I feel like we have we could talk for hours, probably all three of us, on who we know in common. Really? So I know Leah B. through Dunkers.
1: Oh, sure. Okay. And she was a guest on our podcast. Yes. So Leah has been on. Well, yes, well yes, done. Yes, yes, yes. Alright, so back to the clothing piece. Okay. So when you have to go on the road, do you think about what you're gonna pack? Do you pack uh, more than one outfit? Do you pack more than one outfit?
2: No. Um for on camera, no. Because otherwise because I also have a hard time making decisions. Like even the parking lot at Target sometimes. I'm like, oh, why am I going around for a third time? So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I and and I just made the transition this month to the studio host. So my travels should for the most part be done. But I spent 10 years of traveling. I would It would take me a full hour easily to pack for, let's say it's a three-game trip. I think about the team we're playing, and I don't wear their team colors. I think about the climate of where we're going. So if I'm going to Miami, I'll pack something lighter. If we're going to Cleveland, I'll pack, you know, for cold. And then I just try to not do three blazers. I try to do put a blouse in the middle. I try to, yeah, I, I put a lot of thought into it, and I settle on that shirt, those pants, Try to wear the same pants twice. So if we have three games, I'll do the pa- pants on the front and black. Like, it is a ton of thought. Because then when I get there, it's no thought. Now I'm just working. Now I'm in it. Now I know what I'm wearing.
1: And how about your makeup?
2: Same every day. Not wearing any today. Oh, I did put mascara on. And I'm getting my eyebrows waxed. So if you see, I had a, you know. <laughs> So they're a little loose. I'm going later today. Everybody calm down. Makeup is the same um, every day when I work. Because... I don't, um, we had a makeup artist come in, I don't know, a few years ago and kind of helped me, it helped everyone. And what I found works well. That's all I know. I don't change it up with the seasons or what I'm wearing. And I don't do a dramatic smoky eye. Um, (laughs) I do peach lids because they read well on camera and I have honesty on the top of it. And then I brush it over with something I can't remember. It's like, and so you I have, have been, a routine. I do, and I've been complimented on my makeup on more than one occasion. So I feel like it's got that oh, down. it's okay, but I do not want to have three or four different faces that I can go between. I just don't have that in, I don't have that That's not practical to me and I, it doesn't matter. And like right now I'm I'm wearing Dr. Pepper Lip Smacker, which I wear every day and have 30 of all over my house. And I did put on a little mascara for you guys this morning. That is it. And so I am blessed with olive skin that when I'm not working, I basically I do not wear makeup. Yeah, your skin I will is put flawless. a little I'll put a little mascara on. I don't want to, it's not how I want to spend my time. That's good. I, Would, I, are you surprised or do you think I'm missing the boat because I don't have different faces?
1: I don't think you're missing looks. the boat at all. Okay. I'm just curious if you have that routine down because yes. I think for women yes. who don't have that routine down and they're gonna go on air, that can be very yeah. upsetting to them.
2: Mm-hmm. So, no, nope, that thing's been down and tweaked.
1: And hair. And hair. You-
2: oh, don't. That's, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> hair is real tough. But, um, do you do your own hair? Oh, yeah. We do our own hair, own makeup, own shopping. We do not have a hair allowance. We do not have a clothing allowance. And that's another thing that it's. It's expensive, as you know, all of these things, and so you're expected to be on TV and take criticism and look a certain way, and then there's no it, there's no help financially. Like I don't know, um, none of the region we, we're regional networks. They, it's just a policy from the top, from the corporate level down. It's never been. But I think
1: that that is happening all over the place, because um, I do help other people. Okay. And there's very few people now that have anybody that will give them a budget or an allowance for Why hair. makeup, are we makeup going that way? Then
2: people shouldn't be allowed to tell me when I my hair's out of place or like but that's so one suggestion
1: media. I, I, I okay. make for people mm-hmm. yep. and it, it sounds like you're spending a lot of money, um, but on the long end it's time is that if you find a good person, when I say blow out your hair, I don't mean a bouffant like you're going to a gala. But if you find someone that knows your hair really well and they can blow it out for the week. So let's say, I know you don't have a Monday through Friday, but let's say on Thursday you're going to go get your hair blown out. There's ways of keeping your hair for one week that you literally don't touch Even
2: shoulder-length hair like I have. Because that would... Absolutely shocked me. I wash my hair every other day. But, I
1: mean, if you work out and you work out hard every day and you sweat, That you can't do that. Yeah,
2: I'm a power walker now. I'm 47, Lisa, so <laughs> okay. the knees don't work okay, like so they used to. so you can to, handle so. the
1: blowout. So that's something that you might want to consider because okay, $55, I've never had it. $55, $60... And you don't have to do hardly anything for your hair?
2: Oh yeah, I would I would totally. It's like getting a gel manicure for your nails. They're done for two weeks or four weeks or whatever yes, you choose to do. Exactly. exactly. My hair is like baby fine. I put so much product, like a, like a dry texture spray and a back comb in a bottle and just like to get volume on the side, between my ears, so my ears up to my crown. I struggle, it grows out of my head straight down. And it's baby fine. So um, I have put the, the two products I mentioned, plus I have a, a waffle iron crimper, you know, that you do at the roots. So underneath here, I have crimped to try to give myself volume. And that's why I have to have short hair. It's shoulder length. And I have to have layers because anything that gets, as soon as this top layer even gets down to like the my earlobe, huh, it's over. It, it hangs like a dog. And so the hair is a constant... Constant struggle
1: for and me. The other little secret thing that I tell all my clients is do you sleep with a silk pillowcase? I do not. Yes. Silk pillowcase. But place. I do lift my hair up. No, so. And try to sleep with it So <laughs> I would recommend that you buy a silk pillowcase. Really? Uh, it because is what it is. It is incredible for your hair. Your hair will not have static, it won't have anything like that. Your skin will feel very refreshed. It is true what they say about silk pillowcases. Mm. Do I need the whole sheet set and everything? Or just? No, no, no. Okay. Just where you put your okay. head and your face. Mm. I, would, I don't know how many pillows you have that are yours on your bed. I would buy them for whatever you sleep on, and then make sure you have a travel one for when you're traveling. That will make a huge difference in your hair when you're traveling. I will try that. I recommend the Blissey brand. Um, Can I that, get
2: it on Amazon?
1: Uh, no, get it through Blissey, and they're running. It's Cyber Monday today.
2: Oh, lovely.
0: Okay, you've got a lot of information that you're going to get her. I do have a lot of information. (laughs) No, but
1: but but, no, but but a silk pillowcase is really something that I would recommend for all women once. I've never heard that. Like Mm -hmm. in your Mm forties and up. Okay, it makes a
2: huge difference. I am. That is a practical application that I can try. And I will do that.
1: It's kind of a pain. You have to hand wash them inside out, let them hang. Mm. You can't throw them in with your sheets. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. I have one, and I wash mine all the time with my sheets. Well, then it's not working to its potential, Katie. Mm. Well, can I wash it <laughs> on delicate my life, with my... I, I put the silk pillowcase, I turn it inside out, I put it in a lingerie bag. Okay, I can do I, that. I, I have those. I use unscented soap. I, Woolite? Yeah. Okay. And then I hang it, but it dries... In two hours.
2: So you don't put it in the dryer at all? No. Okay. Well, I will get a colored garment bag so that I'll know that's not my bras or my tank tops. That's my pillowcase. And that's the one that doesn't go in the dryer because I put everything.
0: Your bras you put in the dryer? Yeah. No. Stop that. Stop. <laughs> I put them in a, the, no. in a bra no. wash. No, no, And no, I dry no, them on no, medium. No, mm, no, no, no. And I take them out when they're them. damp. Hang. Oh, yeah. Hang them or hang lay
2: them flat. I was totally kidding. I... <laughs>
1: Well, they're fine. <laughs> they just won't last uh, as long. Okay. They're not made to. You should not be putting any bras in the dryer. We'll have a whole undergarment conversation. But Let's isn't have, that why they
2: make the the bra washer and dryer? That's thing? to wash so them that so they, they don't them. get yeah. But that was to dry them too. So they're their <laughs> Yeah. So they they're not twisting and spinning. They're staying in yeah, but, their enclosed compartment. They're just taking on some. Medium
0: heat, you know. No, I think I'm doing that gonna, wrong. Yep. Yes. I would say we. I would say it's two against one here on that one. <laughs> Fine, I'll consider Look at it. What you're learning I'll today. consider it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're gonna take a quick break. Before we do, I want to talk about Rustica Bakery because they've been our sponsor for a, coming up on a year, a year, and we love them. And we're coming into the holiday season, and I am telling you, the best thing you can do for yourself is to pre-order your baked goods at rusticabakery.com and get yourself ready for the holidays. Your guests will love it. Your family will love it. Do you not love a good Rustica Bakery treat every once in a while?
1: And their bread. Oh my
0: gosh, their bread.
1: Mm. And their scones. I could go on and on, Kitty.
0: Exactly. Listen, having just passed Thanksgiving, our favorite thing is day after sandwiches. Leftover sandwiches with Rustica Bakery bread. So you can do the same thing anytime. If you really want to up your sandwich game, Rustica Bakery. We'll be right back. On the View in Your Mirror podcast, we love sharing our personal favorites. Rustica Bakery is high on that list, and we know you're going to agree. Rustica has two locations. They're original at 3224 West Lake Street in Minneapolis, across from Calhoun Commons and Whole Food Market, and Southdale Center, next to Lifetime, where you'll enter without even going into the mall. Both have ample parking, either online or in-store, Bread, breakfast, dessert, treats, a menu sure to allow you to find a personal favorite in no time. Online ordering is a breeze and curbside pickup is an option. Available in-store only are savory menu items. Think grab and go for lunch or enjoy them there. Brunch items are offered Friday through Sunday. My personal favorite is the Take and Bake Cookies, available online or in-store truly a capstone for any get-together and in just 15 minutes from package to plate a memory to make we highly suggest you always have these in your freezer rusticabakery.com find the food and drink you adore or try something new rustica bakery puts the love shown by their customers back into every item baked at rustica you're among favorites and we are back how fun okay i've thought of two words that really stand out to okay. Me when talking to you, okay. Practical?
2: Yeah,
0: 100%. Refreshing. Mm. Okay. I just, you just make me smile and laugh. I don't, I mean, we've had done a lot of podcasts, but truly, the just out and out belly laugh since we did the bra, bra <laughs> episode, <laughs> which why is it always talking about bras, Lisa? I don't know. I don't know. No. Definitely a lot different than talking sports with you here.
2: Yeah, today, it's, right? It's nice on my end
0: as well. Yeah, yes, it's a good change. If you weren't doing what you are doing, what would you be doing? What? Well, what would I
2: be doing, and what would I want to be doing, might be two different conversations. But I, uh, this is not my dream do- job. It never was my dream job. I always wanted to work on Saturday Night Live, and I wanted to be a writer. And when I say that, it's because I don't really want people to know that. Really, what I wanted to do was be uh, well, uh, I'm one of the players like I wanted to be an well, improv sort of sketch comic.
0: Your comedic yeah. timing is excellent. you. You Thank can you. see that and I can totally understand that.
2: That was like in high school, I had a little notebook and I would try, I would write down little quirky things about this, you know, a certain teacher or this guy said, and I'd be like, oh, this is totally a character. I'm going to make this character. Did I ever make any characters? No. Did I ever go to any sort of comic training? Um, Sort of, because I did I got a job before I even graduated college. And that was the biggest problem was that I have a salary, I have benefits. Now, granted, my salary was $13,500. That's... Ooh, yeah, wow. in Bismarck, North Dakota as the weekend <laughs> sports anchor at KXMB TV twelve, your eye on Dakota. But <laughs> it prevent it it gave me security. You know how many you come out of college and you have a full-time job in the area where you just got your degree?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Nobody turns that down. Nobody goes away from it. So I never did. And then I got another job in Grand Forks. And then I got a job in Madison, Wisconsin. And when I was in Madison, which was for three years, I took a class in Chicago on Wednesdays at Second City.
0: Oh, wow. It you went right to the top.
2: Beginner. Well, it was called Introduction to Beginners <laughs> Improv. You cannot get any more basic. And it was only a six-week class, and it was on Wednesdays, and I had Wednesdays and Thursdays off. But after six weeks, I was just like that. I mean, Chicago is not an easy in and out, no. even though it's close to Madison. So I that is my only dip in the pool of anything. And I kept getting jobs and I've been here for 19 years and I really, really like this job. It is not my dream job. It is not, I, or like working on a sitcom, like Will and Grace. I mean, friends, of course, everybody loved it, but there was something about Will and Grace and the live audience. And I was like, oh God, if I could ever have like the, be the sidekick. So you don't have the pressure and you don't have to carry the show and not everybody's waiting for you and all the, just the sidekick on a sitcom. But like long term, you're in all the shows for 20 years that was my dream job that or SNL like so I'm this is kind of a version of
0: that yeah
2: sports is entertainment so I'm working in entertainment yes I I, was a huge jock growing up I played four sports in high school two sports in college so it all fits it makes perfect
1: sense have you ever considered writing a, a series or something to submit to somebody yeah of course but um have I ever actually taken the steps to do
2: that no, I'm too busy or I tell myself I'm too busy. And it just hasn't come to me. It just, i there are so many outlets now. I could put it on Instagram. I could do, I could star in my own series.
0: You could do a Facebook uh, Live show. Yes, mm-hmm. but have I?
2: No. So maybe I didn't want it badly enough and maybe it's just better to sit as a pipe dream than actual action.
0: Well, speaking as a 62-year-old woman, I can tell you, you have a lot of life left Excellent. To be able to do That's something like that. Good point. Right? So go easy on yourself because maybe it's just not the right time because anything else you add to the pot right now is only going to take away from the things that you're doing. So, do you really want that trade off? Maybe not. Maybe not. Lots of time, Marnie. Lots
1: I'm of time. Let that simmer. For I, a while. I, I agree with you on that, and also just keep speaking it out into the universe. You never know what will happen. Yeah, I mean, Lauren I Michaels has that. been
2: known for hiring forty-eight-year-olds just to come on, like even a cameo, even just to like walking through. Like you know, when they go to commercial break on Saturday Night Live, which I realize is not as popular anymore, I still record it, and then I'll watch like three of them at a time, and just maybe the first couple, and it's a it's a quick buzz. But sometimes it, when they have a hit or when somebody cracks up, it's just still the best. When they change scenes and you just see the first couple of people running in to touch a makeup or move the set piece or whatever, that fascinates me. I will pause that. I will slow play through that and be like, what are they moving? What is... Na-? Any kind of that behind the scenes fascinates me. And there's something about SNL. Because it was live, because it was my... Child, like, my mom and I would watch it, especially in high school and in the uh, Will Ferrell, Chris Farley, Molly Shannon, who is my all-time yeah. favorite cast member, Sherry O'Terry. Like, that was my favorite time period, and I would record every one of those and watch them back on VHS, and then the next day at work, I would reenact the skit and, you know, just an idiot, but I loved it. And part of me still does. And I don't know why. It's, you know, when something just hits you. Oh, Yo, yeah. And somebody's, whether it's like, that person is so funny, nobody else, but it just hits me in the right spot. That's SNL for me, especially like 90s SNL. Yeah. boom hits and me I,
1: I like 90s I, I used to watch it every Saturday okay. night okay so Mary Catherine I, Gallagher all time oh favorite oh my god oh my god I made
2: my daughter watch the Christmas one yesterday where Whitney Houston is singing like the drummer boy and she's the beautiful girl with the beautiful voice and then Mary Catherine like plows in front of her and she's all her stringy hair and
1: <laughs> we were laughing it was great my favorite one is I don't think I can say it on the podcast but oh sweaty
2: balls yeah balls. Balls. I'll say oh, it I think you can I knew right where you were going on. oh my yes.
1: god we just just Watched it Friday night as a family, which they Molly the- Shannon
2: is in,
1: right? with yes, and a gas tire, yes, Gasteyer. yes. Yeah. and I just laughed just as hard. Every that single time, genius. even though I know what they were going to say. Yeah.
0: It hits you in the right <laughs> spot. It, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. Well, oh, improv. I, I took an improv class once. You did? Years ago. Yes. Stevie Ray's improv. Okay. Yes. I've heard cities. of that. Mm-hmm. I had a blast. I thought it was one of the most it's fun things. It's actually very practical for for everything. Yes. For every part mm-hmm. of Can life. Can you imagine in me in an people, improv class? I think it would be great. <laughs> I think you would actually do really well in it. I think you would enjoy it more than you think you would. It's one of those things, Lisa. It's just like if you don't know how to do if you don't know how to do something, you'd be surprised by Mm -hmm. it. I know, but I wouldn't be a good actor because I'm too honest. But that that works. That works. I feel like Marnie is extremely honest. Maybe in a little bit more. She's
1: way funnier than me. Well, yeah. (laughs) 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 It's okay. It's okay. I'm not... Honesty upset about again. that.
0: Yeah, honesty. I was on a plane once many years ago coming from California back to Minnesota. I had brought Danielle out to college, my middle daughter, and I sat next to a guy actually across the aisle and I was working on a little mini computer pad. They were pretty new. This was like 2007 maybe and he started chatting with me about it and do I like it? He's a writer and what, and so we started a conversation. It was a guy by the name of Alan Zweibel, who wrote, was one of the original writers for Saturday Night Live. And he wow. d- did Curb Your Enthusiasm, and mm. he's very fun to follow on social media. And I followed him. Of course, me, you know, I don't meet a person that I don't... Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> Labrador. Well, that's our we'll next get, question. Yeah. So... Uh, I am going to reach out to Alan and say, hey, Alan, got any connections to Saturday Night Live? Because <laughs> Marnie really wants to get in there and get out there. You know, you never know. This uh, is how these things happen, Marnie. Yeah, that's
2: right. Well, it, yeah, somehow, some way, uh even to see a taping. I once stood in line one time when we were in New York City and got standby tickets. And I think I was audience member, like 42, and they took three, oh, you know,
0: shoot. so... So close. But someday so close.
2: someday I'll make a real effort because it's a bucket list thing to even be in the audience. So then I can watch all those scene changes and I don't have to pause my TV and be like, Oh, what what are they doing? Okay, it's gonna be an outdoor scene next. Interesting. So it'll um, I don't know how when let's just I got as you said Katie plenty of time
0: plenty of time I still think I have plenty of time once I figure out what I want to do when I grow up then yeah, I will exactly. have it Actually I think I would like to do what you are doing Really sports <laughs> broadcasting the, Oh god I love sports so much and yeah mm. the not I, the color not so much the the color commentary yeah
2: okay well then you need Jim Pete's job I know
0: So stop know. looking at me like that it
2: ain't happening
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think you and Jim Would be a great team. We've called a few games together.
2: We, yeah, we do work really well together. Actually, he, I think he works really well with anyone. He's, he is an incredible person and so good at his job. His basketball insight is
0: amazing. He's just a really incredible human being agreed yeah
2: what is this a jim pete podcast no
0: we're okay. not gonna he probably won't even listen to it anyway so we'll, but we'll tika find probably out will but maybe tika she won't will tell him she won't tell him <laughs> she won't tell him that we talk nice about him <laughs> we'll find out and see if i get a text message <laughs> and you know what she's not so bad either
1: tika oh she's the best
0: she is the best she's the best. best okay so lisa alluded to the labrador
1: yes so if you were a dog breed what do you think
2: you would be mm. I don't know dogs that well. I don't have a dog. You can my be daughter a cat is obsessed. Freak. Well, I'm not really an animal person. Oh. I don't kick them or anything. I just I don't <laughs> have the thing where I'm like, "Oh, I want to get down and wrestle with you." Like if I'm like with a the dog, then I'm like, "Well, oh, I got to wash my hands." Not because I'm a neat freak. There's just I don't know. I just um, uh, I'm How getting sidetracked. No, no, I'm getting like, sidetracked cuz I can answer the question. I just have to think about what is my um probably something energetic. And uh, likes people. What is that? A uh, uh, yes. Oh, I was just gonna say. Uh, sleeping.
0: Tilly is Tilly is. A, oh, there she is. She's a Bashan Shitzu, and she thinks okay. she's a person. She's okay. not really all that interested in other dogs. So, okay. Maybe that's me. I'm she's not interested very, really interested in people, other dogs. She loves people. <laughs> she will be your best friend. Okay. She wants to get to know you. Um, so there we you go. Are. I'm Tilly. <laughs> I think that works. Okay. That works. I, I like that, that answer. Okay. Let's go back to advice you give to your younger self, starting out, particularly in a male-dominated Ooh. area. Mm-hmm. people coming into it now, it's a little bit different than it was. Oh,
2: totally different. Totally different. I started in 96, 1996. I graduated college and got that first job. And it was almost unheard of. I mean, you had your Michelle Tafoya's and your national pe- people, but to have a local, um, yeah, it was totally, un- it was very, very different. But what would I tell me? I mean, I wouldn't really change anything because I'm so happy right now because... I love being married. It's super comfortable and comforting, and it's very easy, and it's so good. And I love my kids, and I don't wish I had more or less or different ones. I'm just like, whatever I did to get me to here, I don't want to change a thing, except the part where I did 10 years on SNL, and I killed it, and it was the best thing ever. And then I still got my husband and kids. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Only if I could do it. So I don't, I mean, what would I tell myself? Like maybe you're going to get there. You're going to get there. You're going to be fine. Because I, I was so poor for a long time. I was so, what am I doing? Where am I going? I miss my mom. I, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe just like it. you're... It'll be fine. It'll be fine. But I don't want to change things if that means I didn't end up with my husband and I didn't get my two kids and you know didn't live where I live and have the friends that I have. And
0: so, advice to women, okay. particularly young women coming up now, because I think Gen X kids, millennials, maybe mm-hmm. have been mm-hmm. have been mm-hmm. given a bum rap. A lot of them, yeah, for not wanting to work harder, wanting to the joke about. You know, wanting to come in and be president in two years. What are you seeing now? What What advice would you give to someone wanting to break into what you're doing?
2: Um, I I actually get asked that a decent amount from those people because it is a very common thing to say. I have to write a paper on this. I have to ask eight questions to someone who has a job. I want an assignment type things or people just looking. They can reach you now. You didn't. I remember I called Michelle Tafoya. I had her desk number because it was a, the same affiliate as ours. I bet I called her desk 95 times and never once did she answer. So I don't know if it was her desk number, but I tried. And then I ended up, I eventually wrote her a letter and she wrote me a letter back and I still have the letter. And so now people can reach you because they can DM you on Instagram, DM you on Twitter, reach out on LinkedIn or whatever. So I shut all of that crap off. Do not try to... (laughs) So why does my answers have to be so long? You just asked me for advice to a person and I'm like telling you about a letter I got from Michelle Tafoya. No, it's okay. My point is I get asked that a lot because people can get to me and ask me this question. And when I take the time to respond, uh, in this business particular, so much of it is being in the right place at the right time and who you know. You need to have a foundation. You need to be a hard worker. You need to be good at your job. You need to have some sort of education, whether it's your college degree or a whatever Brown University or those kind of trade school. Start there. So be competent and be a good person and a good, and a good worker no matter what your line of work in is. If you choose sports broadcasting, so much of this is being open to something that just comes your way that you didn't plan. Because you cannot have a five-year plan and a 10-year plan in this business. You can't. You might. You can have a five-year or 10-year dream, but you can't control when that opening at that station in that city. There's so few. If you want to work in the NBA, there are 30 teams. That's it. If they all have one sideline reporter or one analyst, like how are you going to say, I'm going to be the Golden State Warriors analyst? in 10 years.
0: Well, not if the guy's still there
2: <laughs> <laughs> or girl. So understand that. Meet all the people. Be kind to all the people, not because they can help you out someday. That's a side benefit of just being a good person and doing the right thing. Network and just be open to it. Be in the right place at the right time. Meet the right people and just
0: so cur- let it pull you Curiosity there. and willingness to work.
2: That's a more succinct way of putting it.
0: Yes, <laughs> but I like your answer yes, better. Yes, I should have started about, there. No, I like your answer better, Marnie. We got a few minutes left.
2: Okay, make them count. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, right there, the pressure is on. I just don't even know what to do with that. What no. you got? <laughs> hey, let's talk. Uh, let's talk nonprofit.
2: Yeah, I don't. I have not hitched my wagon to one really um, overriding cause. I have hosted several sort of events here and there. And I think the ones that I work with most frequently would be the Timberwolves and their Fast Break Foundation and the Twins with their community fund. And both are sim- similar in that it's with the teams that I already work with, but they their outreach of in our communities, which, you know, we all live here. We all live where we live. And so since I not only live here, but I work with that team. So I feel like that's closest to me. Timberwolves, Twins, either one. So the Timberwolves is their fast break foundation. The Twins is a community fund. And I host a broadcast auction every year for each respective team. And we literally do an auction during a game and we update the the items and here's what's bidding and here and at the very end of the night, we announce the totals that were raised. And this is how much this, you get to be a member of the Twins grounds crew for a game and somebody bid on that. And here's how much it went for it. All that money goes to the Twins community fund or the Timberwolves fast break foundation. And those are just wonderful organizations that uh, I get to be a part of and help them raise some money. Which and you is
0: get great. to see what they're doing, which is really and great. And I see what they're you doing. Yeah. Like Target shopping scenes. spree
2: sometimes for the underprivileged kids. The, the wolves do that. Like those just kinds of things. And I've been to those. Yeah. I've been a, not just to see, oh, you're going to do that. I've actually been on the shopping spree.
0: That's awesome. See it in action. So if you want more information, go to.
2: TwinsBaseball.com for the Twins Community Fund. Timberwolves.com for the Wolves Fast Break Foundation. And
0: both of them have a link on there. Yes. Let's end with this. How did you end up in Minnesota? You're a North Dakota girl.
2: Yeah. Well, we don't have any professional sports teams in North Dakota for starters. But thank you for bringing that up because that is like I am furiously proud of being from North Dakota just ask anyone who has ever said the Dakotas and lumped us in with another state which I have nothing against South Dakota whatsoever
0: it's a different state yes nobody from Minnesota does that do they
2: <laughs> okay
0: so um
2: we, yeah and I I worked my first two jobs in Bismarck and Grand Forks which are obviously both in North Dakota and then kind of ventured out to Madison Wisconsin and have been here for 19 years because I wanted to you know if you keep kind of climbing or keep growing, the next thing, I worked high school sports and some college sports and now I work in professional sports. And if I could choose a city to live in, I would choose Fargo. My parents live in Fargo. My one brother lives in West Fargo. My other brother lives about two hours north of there in Grafton, North Dakota. So my whole family still lives in North Dakota. We still go home. They're not in Minot anymore where I grew up, but uh, yeah, that's how I, how, did I even answer? How did I end you up sure here? Did. I don't know, kind of just you sure
0: did. drove well, here. Well, you followed the job, right? Madison, you're I Madison, followed the job, yep. And yeah. Madison an opening came
2: up, yes. And I always wanted to be in Minneapolis because I knew I could work in a big city and I could still drive home. And my husband's from St. Cloud, so boom,
0: you perfect. You on the way. Yeah, wave. bye, we're going to see the Gellners. <laughs> 94, I suppose. Actually, yep. I love Fargo. I think Fargo's a beautiful city. Yes,
2: agreed, love it.
0: Marnie, thank you. Lisa? any any parting advice for Marnie other than give me a call
1: <laughs> you have put a smile on my face today it has been oh, fabulous to have you because I have to admit a little another little ad- admission today is I was a little crabby when I came no. here this morning oh, really? <laughs> you Yes, and boy, have you changed that! So thank you. Well, that is wonderful to hear. Thank you. And you gals
2: have been a total delight, and I feel like we might be best friends. So, <laughs> let's keep this rolling. I know. So I feel yeah. like the
0: fact that we haven't yet met and now we have is it was meant to happen. Thanks, Marty. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You know, I was on the field for the Gopher win over Wisconsin, which you're just, you know, glazing over on all of this and that. <laughs> feeling will carry me through a long time this tops that the feeling of this podcast with her
1: she was fantastic she was so great she is going to put me in a good mood for the rest of the day i think it'll go longer than a day don't you think well when i listen back to the podcast oh yeah i'll get back in that mood again that's true So I have to tell you, because I had never met her before, and um, she actually reminds me of Molly Shannon, like her humor and how she uses her hands and everything. So when she said that while we were doing the podcast, I thought, oh my God, can you imagine the two of them doing a skit together?
0: Be hysterical.
1: Hysterical.
0: She's just a hysterical person. There's so many wonderful superlatives I could use to describe her. That was just truly enjoyable. Now... We have a lot of great podcasts we do and people have been so kind to say yes when we ask them to be on our podcast or we've come to some other people through suggestions from friends and we appreciate that. So if there's somebody out there that you think we really need to talk to, let us know. Send us a a message on uh, social media or get a hold of one of us, Lisa, your email address is?
1: Lisa at wardrobeconsulting.net.
0: And I'm Katie at katieharms.com. You can learn more about us at theviewinyourmirror.com. And just know that your subconscious is telling you to be the best self you can be for the view in your mirror. Until next time. (laughs)